This is another episode of Still Recording, and it is a pleasure to be here. I'm Tony Hannity, your co-host. And I'm Quinton McKinnon. How you doing, Tony? I'm good. I'm, well, I just I just want to say, you know, there's a lot of tragedies that's happening uh, around the world recently, and I don't want, want to politicize it or get too in deep with it, but I just want to say, you know, I hope everything turns out okay for everybody that's afflicted and affected by it, and... Uh, and we have a we have nine fires going on here in Northern California, and I know some people that are literally left without homes. Jeez. Nothing, nothing compared to what's going on in you know Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, or down Florida or anything. But yeah, so I just hope everybody can help each other where they can, and hope everybody stays safe. Um, but on the lighter side of things, um, you know how you mentioned last week that you watched The Office and there was one episode where you would always skip because it was so cringeworthy? <laughs> yeah, Scott's Tots. Yeah, Scott's Tots. I watched it last night. I'm so it, sorry. It's not as cringeworthy as you might think, man. It's not that bad. Like, the the scenes in the schools, yes, but it gets broken up by the other scenes back at the office. Um, well, actually, it's not really even back at the office. It's where Pam and Andy go on cold calls because they're the lowest salespeople in the office. So it gets the, the cringy part of it gets broken up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's a huge cringe, especially when they start doing the, uh, you know, the the stomp move, um, dance for him. It's, <laughs> oh my hey, god! Hey, Michael Scott, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make her dreams come true. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. He he starts crying because <laughs> he's like, I can't help these people. It's so hard. No, but it's good times. You know, there's actually a subreddit specifically to dedicated to can't watch. Scott's Tots. Is there? Yeah. Oh wow. I I need to I need to go check that out after after we we record this because I I think I can I can argue why it's not so cringeworthy that the other uh what is it? The other like 11 minutes of the show is still worth the watch. It'd be nice if they had like a edited version where it was just Pam's cold calls and not the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen on television. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I, I know binge watching The Office, a lot of the episodes start to mold into each other. So I can't really break them up to definitively say, well, no, there's this other episode where I think it, the majority of it is a little bit more cringeworthy because mm-hmm. the whole show is basically a cringe fest. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just... No, no matter what, when he opens his mouth, it's like, oh, God, just this is a ride. Just strap in. <laughs> You're going for it. You know, and you just got to go along. And sometimes in the end, it seems to work out OK. And I, and I think, you know, as as hilarious as that is and, you know, it's a comedy and whatnot. I think to a certain degree in, in life, we we have to kind of. Just let it ride, right? Like, we don't always have control over things, over mm-hmm. what people say. And I think too many of us take 
it to heart what other people's opinions are about certain things. And we take it personally. And sometimes it's like, you know what? They're just like that. There's nothing we can do. I know you and I have a mutual, uh, <laughs> a mutual, let's say, colleague of ours, <laughs> where both, where both of us were like, you know what? He's not a bad guy. And then, you know, a week later, we're like, you know what? I can't stand the guy. But at the same time, his heart is in a good place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not out of malice. It's not out of he he thinks he's a better person. It's just how he is, and that's how Michael Scott is. He's he's a good guy. He's not all there, but he means well. And he should shut up at Pam's wedding. You know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was the other. Both that weddings, was the other. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was that was the other like huge cringeworthy moment. Whenever it's around a bunch of total strangers that don't know him, you know, you're the outsider looking in. You're like, no, just just let him say it's his thing. It's it. He's gonna shut up eventually. It's okay, but the camera pans around to all the, uh, you know, all the extras, all the people in the background, and they just look at him sideways and like, oh, I feel so sorry for you, but it'll it'll be okay. At least you have alcohol or <laughs> or whatever. Just at least this will end at the at the end of the at the wedding or the reception. So there was one thing that you and I had started talking about, and I felt it, it should be highlighted as it brought the fire out of McKinnon <laughs> and you, you were extremely passionate about this and I, and I don't want to overstep and, and, and talk, talk about like, this is the next big movement necessarily, but I think it's something in our, our industry that we work in. It's something that should be talked about. And that is about video game exclusivity. Video game exclusivity has has was something back in the day when video game first started where it wasn't necessarily something out of the ordinary because video games were you know they were written differently in code and sometimes there were ports like the the Miss Pac-Man port that was terrible when they brought it to the Atari um and so th- there's uh, back in those days it was, a, it was it was acceptable to say you know I'm only going to play this game on this one machine and it's the best experience and people were fine with that. Now, you know, what, uh, however, however many decades later, we're in a world where it's ubiquitous. You know, you choose a game, let's just say Assassin's Creed, for example, and for the most part, on the top-tier consoles and, and PC, you can play it. You can download it, and you get you get this and that and the other. But there's, there's always going to be, to a certain degree, exclusivity when it comes to DLC or downloadable content. And... In your frame of mind, that might not be a good direction for video game industry in the future. Why is that? Well, the thing that we have to define is like how exclusive is this content? Because um, like exclusive content has been around for a very long time. Like you, like you said, uh, there's also stuff like. Uh, pre-order bonuses where it will be specific to maybe like a retailer like oh you'll get the green suit if you pre-order from this place or the red suit if you pre-order from GameStop or the blue suit if you get uh, pre-ordered through Best Buy you know those ones never really bothered me because it's just like yeah okay you get aesthetic items for uh, depending on where you go But now we've gotten into this situation where it's, oh, if you get it 
on this console, you get a couple extra items than if you would on the other console. And if you want those extra items on the other console, you've got to wait upwards of a year plus. And that's when I start going, ah, now wait a second. I paid the same price for the exact same game. And this is no longer an aesthetic item. This is no longer just a small thing. Now you're starting to talk about full levels in the game, full missions, uh, weapons, armor pieces. You're starting to talk about, you know, game affecting things, not just aesthetics. Me playing devil's advocate, as you know, I do. And I try to see both sides of the coin. Um, if I were a video game developer, let's just say, uh, throwing it out there, uh, I, I don't know, um, uh, uh, Rockstar, okay? So Rockstar has games on both, uh, well, all of the major platforms, um, and I, I think now including the Switch? Could I be wrong about that? I don't know. Whatever. The, not right now. Okay, so maybe the future. We'll see. Rockstar has a game coming out, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and they are a fairly sizable developer. They don't have money coming out their ears, but they have enough. They definitely have enough, and they have enough of rabid fans on both sides of the aisle when it comes to consoles. And we're, we're generally talking about console exclusivity. PC is kind of a, its own monster, but we'll, we'll get into the whole quote-unquote PC uh, master race, if you will. But when it comes to console, and I, and I were Rockstar, let's just say Microsoft came to my door and said, hey, here's a bunch of money, and uh, we're going to help you market this. We'll, we'll plaster the Xbox logo at the end of the ad, and you know, and, and we'll, we'll, do, um, uh, uh, we'll do some stuff with you, and we'll, we'll have some DLC. But you know, to, for you to accept this, $20,000 or whatever, we're going to ask you not to release the DLC for Sony's PlayStation for at least six months. Why is that not in Rockstar's best interest? They're they're going to get the money either way. And if anything, it's going to help Microsoft build their brand by saying, yes, let's. the only way that you can play this DLC is to have an Xbox and that's going to help, you know, Xbox live. I mean, there, there's a lot of cogs working in this. It's, it's going to increase user base um, and user activity on Xbox live. And either way, at the end of the day, whether they're on Sony or Xbox, I mean, the, uh, the developer rockstar in the, in this uh, hypothetical example is going to get the money. My initial thought is, the differences between what I'm talking about and you're talking about. So let's take call of duty, for example, uh, okay. way back in like 2011 era, Xbox had marketing rights for call of duty and they got the, all the DLC about a month in advance from PlayStation users. And that never really bothered me. It's it was a month in advance. Yeah, that's that seems like a long time, but they get it almost immediately afterwards. But then you start talking about these large increments of time: six months, a year, two years. Like that's when it starts becoming a problem because 
here's why. One, you already said it yourself, they will get the money either way, right? They're going to either make the money through sales, they're going to make that money. This is based, like, on a base level, this is just greed. This is just, I want more money. I want more money now. And that's something, one, I can't stand. And then, two, this is not good for the community of the people who play your game. Because now all of a sudden, the community's fragmented when you're talking about these large increments of time where it's this side of the community gets to play all this new content and they're talking about the new content and everything. And the other side of the community is left out in the cold. Literally just sitting there like, that sounds cool, but that's all that they talk that there's nothing to talk about there because half the community can't even talk about it. I mean, let's take a uh, destiny. For example, destiny has the worst reputation for this. They currently have, um, PlayStation exclusive year long, excuse me, year long PlayStation exclusive content with destiny Two. They just dropped the exclusive content, uh, to, xbox from destiny one from more than two and a half years later jesus i don't know it was that long yeah for more than two and a half years later they finally released that exclusive content for destiny one players now think about that destiny two has been out for a month now and they just launched the old content for the old game now, most players that are still playing Destiny have moved on. They've, they're not playing Destiny 1 anymore. They've moved on to Destiny 2, and they're probably not going to be going back. This includes myself. So, all this time that I've played Destiny 1, I've been paying the exact same price as a PlayStation user, but I don't get any of that content. And I can now get that content if I really want to pop in an old game and hunt down all of that content and do the grind again for those special pieces of gear that are completely RNG based or random number generator based. They, you pull a slot machine and see if you get it or not. It's just on a base level. This causes the community just not to be able to work together. I mean, you'll see forum posts about these levels i mean you'll see forum posts about different levels and people talking about them and what i've noticed is the lowest level of interaction is usually from those levels that are just on playstation where half the community can't talk about them half the community knows nothing about them i mean it was just until yesterday my wife actually showed me he's like hey here's this funny intro to the strike and i looked at it and i'm like we don't have that oh that's the PlayStation Strike. That's a really funny intro. I can't wait to actually experience that intro in maybe a year. Now, one might argue that PlayStation Sony has a right to this DLC because with some of the games, they actually help with the development. Would you agree with that or disagree? No. It, in, no? You, this still goes to the base level of you are hurting the community for the game because you're exclusively blocking the other part of the community from playing these levels for a ridiculous amount of time i mean think about the game industry one year even just six months is a really long time for the game industry 
I mean, in that time, most people who are hardcore gamers will at least pick up one, maybe two other games in that time and move on from their current game and at least start playing that new one. But this doesn't seem like it's going to end, man. I mean, this this seems like this trend, ex- exclusivity trend that goes on for a year. I mean, like you you said it, it's greed. It's 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 money that's making this happen and consumers are willing to pay the money. They're willing to switch or you know, the ones that you know uh you know uh you know argue about it or you know are upset about it their voice their voices aren't loud enough because their voices don't come with dollar signs that's the problem the main people who are going to fix this are going to be either good people good developers that actually care about this kind of situation they say no we don't want to give you some sort of ridiculous exclusive content because once again i don't mind if it's something aesthetic something that's like hey you get to show off that you are a playstation user that you're an xbox user that you're a pc user you can show it off in this way and you can look cool and you're the only kind of people that can look that kind of cool right i don't care about that it's this ridiculous amount of content that is what's the word i'm looking for like gated so it's gated off for playstation only for around a year what if we got to a point where Bungie or whoever does Call of Duty these days, I don't even know. Um, what if they did something like what um, they're doing for Battlefront 2, where they said, okay, Xbox, you get split screen, but if you're on um, PlayStation, you get the DLC maps. What if they did something like that, where there was a benefit to have either one, and then you as the consumer choose which benefit is more um, up your alley? It doesn't, it doesn't make up for the fact of splitting up the community. Um, I'd love to know how long those maps are for. Cause when, like, like I was saying before, if it's like a month or something, fine. If that's what puts money in your pocket and gets you to shut up. Great. But any longer than that. And you start running into that fragmentation problem again, where you're just, you're hurting your player base. You're more than you are lining your pockets. Now, just to be clear, this isn't like an ant. This rant that you that this problem that you have with the industry isn't just with PlayStation. I mean, when when Microsoft had the Tomb Raider game before PlayStation, that was an exclusive for a year, wasn't it? And that was a whole game. How how do you feel about that? A whole game, yeah. That one. <sighs> I still don't know how to feel about that one because it's on the one side it was a whole game and I wonder if there was reasons behind that or if that was just dollar signs which I'd imagine would be correct but I I really don't know how to feel about that because that one's just kind of of gray area where it's like it could be maybe it was easier to develop for Xbox and they're like you know what we're going to release it on Xbox first but and then uh, another thing to bring up would be when it did release for PlayStation is the the version that was released for PlayStation specifically came with like all of the DLC and a little extra. So, yeah, it's that especially that Tomb Raider situation. It's kind of a gray area that I'm not I'm not sold on either answer. 
Well, what I was told when this was first announced, and I want to say it was about three years ago, right? Am it I wrong? Was, three, four it years was ago? a hot minute ago, that's for sure. Yeah, well, when it, when that was first announced that it would be an Xbox ex- exclusive, um, through some reporting, and I believe it was either on GameSpot or Kotaku, one of those websites, uh, they said that the, one of the reasons why was because the actual development studio needed the money. And Microsoft swooped in and said, we'll provide you the money. And in return, that game's ours for a year. And the developer said, essentially, at the end of it, sure. And so, again, yeah, it's it's d- definitely there, there's money involved in order for a game to get launched. Um, and, but... You know, I wouldn't say it necessarily 100% comes down to greed uh, because of that, but there, there's, there obviously has some perils of greed in there. Yeah. Be, because, again, but, you know, w- with our day job, you, you and I have come across people that are pro Xbox and I can't stand PlayStation or pro PlayStation and they can't stand Xbox. Whatever the reasons are, it all seems very, very shallow. Um, I even ran into somebody the, the other day, and they said they can't believe Cuphead is an exclusive to Xbox, and they wished it was on PlayStation. And I, I think my response was, well, we did help the developer. I mean, th- they are what we call an ID at Xbox. They're an ind- independent developer at Xbox. They they work with our Xbox studios to make sure that the game is running on the platforms that they want it to run on. And I'm sure if Sony did something similar, this would be a very similar conversation just with Sony entered in as the proprietor and funder of the game. And you know, and, and that, I think that's what is happening with a lot of these games. I spoke with somebody else, and they said, and that's why I brought it up earlier. They said, you know, Call of Duty, specifically Call of Duty, a lot of it was... Um, a good amount of it was actually funded by Sony. Now I didn't ask for his sources. I didn't. I didn't double check on him. But and, and but this is what he he had alluded to was you know ever ever since Sony took up the marketing rights for Call of Duty over over Xbox, they worked with Activision and whoever else to make sure the game was up to Sony snuff because and because they were partly. Uh, in charge of development for that game, one might argue, well, you had a hand in the development of this game, so you get the rights to do this. Are you saying that it's okay to have some exclusivity on games, but but the time limit for exclusivity shouldn't be that long? Yeah, I would. I definitely say that. Of, in especially in the game industry, a year, six months, it's it's way too long. Like, I get it. If if they're helping them launch their game, if they're helping them build their game, like you were talking about with Tomb Raider, that totally makes sense. But when we look at things like Call of Duty or Destiny 2, I mean, we're talking about multi-million dollar companies. We're talking about Activision, where Activision is also Blizzard, which makes freaking World of Warcraft, right? These are huge companies. They don't need necessarily help. Right. 
they don't need like oh please we'll we'll do this little thing for you so we can you know survive to eat another day this isn't the case for these companies and this is where it's just ridiculous where it's like you need to care about your player base first before you worry about your wallets in that way because you're not worrying about you know your next meal you're worrying about your next car to kind of put it in perspective yeah i don't think bungie to take it away from blizzard though i don't think bungie's ever gonna gonna give up that playstation exclusivity mainly because they don't like xbox they left right am i wrong yeah i don't know much about uh when they left, I've heard that it was mainly Bungie wanting to uh, spread their own wings, but I've also heard that there was some bad blood and they wanted to really break off all contact. I've, I've heard both, but it's yeah. uh, the thing. Business is business is emotional, right? So if, if, if somebody had bad blood with Phil Spencer for one reason or another, and they're like, we're still going to put the game on your platform. Don't worry about it. Put, you know, you know, chill out. But we don't like you. And because you rubbed us the wrong way whenever that might have happened, we're going to do this to you. Your exclusivity on DLC. And there's nothing you can do about it. Guess what? Tough nuggies. And that's where we sit. Yeah, the... It just bugs me to this day. It's just like, look you might have some problem with someone at Xbox or someone at PlayStation, but it's like, you gotta, the you, the first people you need to be worrying about is the people who actually play your game. And I do wonder if sometimes they lose sight of that. I get that. And I'm sure, you know, developers from all these major companies and even independent developers that are looking to become bigger than they are right now have looked at threads on Reddit, same as you and, have heard the gripes of, of of people on both sides of the aisle and said, yeah, you know, the, this 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 year long exclusivity is kind of a joke, but uh, but the unfortunate thing is, you know, when there's greenbacks attached to these uh, terms and conditions, sometimes sometimes there's only so much that you can do with your own morals, you know the. There's so many industries and um, I'd say, uh, what's it called, professions that, you know, we all grow up thinking, you know, bright eyed future. You know, I'm going to I'm going to change. I'm going to do this differently because it's the right thing to do for the people, for the gamers, for, you know, if I were a politician, for my constituents, if I were was a lawyer and for my clients, I'm going to do better because I, I cannot stand this back back room dealings that only help me and not so much the vast worth of of um of everybody else that i'm serving but the uh the hard harsh truth and the harsh reality is that that's not how it works if you want to play in the big leagues you have to burn bridges and you have to build stronger ones with unfortunately strong people and once that bridge is um, has been built and solidified and concreted in, in in history like it is with Bungie and Sony is now it's hard to break that down I'm sure there's some sort of clause in there saying you know this is a we have this exclusive deal 
with all of your DLC, this is going on for for a number of years. It's the you know we agree to this as long as you keep developing. You're you're on our tab. You're you're on uh, you know you answer to us. So honestly, I hate to say it, and I, I I see where you're going with with your complaints, and I agree with you that they're not just ill-founded complaints. It, it's it's a uh, it's a terrible distinction that we have a fragmentation in the world of console gaming. We we're already you know the uh, to you know to, to use a terribly ill-worded uh, metaphor. We're already the redheaded stepchild. Uh, of gamers because we're on console versus PC. So we should band together and say, yeah, on console, we get all these things all at the same time. I get that. But I think if we're, you know, splitting the two Xbox and Sony, Xbox needs to, needs to do more of this. They need to, I'm, you know, greed or whatever, setting an example, just saying that, you know what, we're, we're not going to be left behind with these exclusivities on, on DLC exclusivity, we're going to do this with uh, Wildlands. You're not going to get this new character for six months. Or you're not going to get, uh, you know, to be able to change your hawk to an eagle in Assassin's Creed for three months or whatever the case is because Microsoft paid us a little bit more and this is what's happening. But hey, you guys over there at Sony, you do this to us as well too. So eat it. Is agreed, yeah. Well, but is it spiteful? Yeah. That goes back to the old saying of two wrongs don't make a right." It's, though, right? It doesn't matter. I, I, I. And this is why I, I, I really admire you, because whether we're talking about business or just life, you, you have a bright outlook and you have a positive outlook, and you, you, uh, your optimism is contagious. Whenever I talk to you about anything, I, I I always feel at the end of our conversation, I feel better. I feel like there is possibly another way of whatever the topic may might be, whether it be personal, business, work-related, relationship-related, doesn't matter. But I will say in this particular instance that the two wrongs make money. <laughs> I'm sorry. They do. And... So what would be your response to the fact of let's uh let's go back to Destiny just for a second. Sure. Uh Destiny in Destiny 1 said, "Hey, there's this content, this strike, this mission, and after 1 year, you guys on Xbox will be able to play this mission." And on the about a week from the 1 year anniversary, and, you know, we're all gearing up. Oh, we're going to finally play this. It's so exciting. Uh, Bungie announced, said, hey, uh, actually, we've decided to extend the exclusivity to two years. And we wait again. And two years rolls around. And they say, hey, we decided to extend it to an indefinite amount of time. When we decide to announce that they will be coming to Xbox, we will let you know. So here's two options. One, you um, fall on your sword and buy a PlayStation. And all of you and your friends just go to PlayStation. And you just buy it for that one game or maybe the two games. 
because it's just you're getting fed up by it. Or you say, F you, Bungie, and for doing this, we're going to go play Titanfall. Because at least with Titanfall, um, all the patches and all the updates are free. And as far as I'm aware, they come out at the same time. And they do. It's a wonderful game. And although I'm playing the same map over and over again, when there's a new map or, you know, there was a new DLC that came out this summer, right? Or something? There's like six. Okay, yeah. (laughs) yeah. But it came out on both. So I'm going to continue playing with my friends that I have trust that they're going to protect my six. And it's a very good game that's immersive. And it's not necessarily something that I'm, I'm giving up quality over just playing a game. I'm still getting a very good game. And if enough people did something like that, I think that would speak a little bit more volumes. And that's that's the thing. Like that like when people talk on Reddit or Twitter, that's just talk. But when people actually do something and they and you know, if enough like popular streamers were to were to switch it from Destiny to let's say Overwatch even or 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 Titanfall, that might affect what the executives at Bungie or whoever else, and I don't mean to pick on Bungie necessarily, but they're easy to pick on in the situation. But, you know, they, they might say, okay, why is this happening? Oh, okay, because these particular streamers are either on Xbox or they feel like uh, we're doing wrong by the community, and maybe we, sh- we, maybe we should fix that. But we're talking hundreds and hundreds of people that that need to start that movement and and the solution that you were uh referring to earlier about just you know uh, about just looking at this from a more altruistic standpoint that I don't see happening I don't see morals becoming bigger than they are right now but what I do see is if numbers, if definitive financial numbers start dropping from one platform and those same players start increasing numbers and value and other DLC on another game that has nothing to do with their company, that's what's going to start taking notice in their in their uh, accounting books. See, the thing that I, I fear about that is it's never going to happen because, like, Destiny... Uh, I picked it up myself. I picked up Destiny 2 with the full knowledge that, you know, X, uh, Xbox is going to be missing out on some content and it's going to go to PlayStation for quote unquote one year. Mm. Um, because the thing is, is one, everyone else that I know is going to be playing it. And then two, there's still a lot of content to the game. There's still a lot to do. There's still a lot of fun to be had. And, you know, that saying has been around uh, for a long time of, you know, talk with your wallets, don't buy their stuff, don't buy their content, yada, yada, yada. But the thing is, is the people who care about this, like me and you, we are so small on this amount of people who, you know, both play the game, then notice this thing and are bugged by it. Like, it's it's a wrong thing to be doing. It's a greedy thing to be doing, but unfortunately, there's just not enough people with loud enough voices to cause something to happen. Yeah, I mean, I I talk to uh, PlayStation owners almost on a daily, and you know, usually when when I ask them, "Hey, by the way, what game are you playing?" and 
why are you on PlayStation versus Xbox or whatever? And, and usually it's uh, these days it's it's Destiny Two that that seems to be the go to. So again, picking on Bungie. Um, but you know, and I'll ask him why. Is there a reason why you don't play it on Xbox? And it, well, is it the controller? Is it the physical controller you don't like, or is the matchmaking not up to your snuff for some reason? Um, and and what it comes down to is either a all my friends are on PlayStation, or b um, I get the maps and stuff first. And and you brought up a good rebuttal to that the other day. You said, yeah, isn't that isn't that terrible? Doesn't that stink? Doesn't that doesn't that make the gaming community you know in, in, uh, you know fragmented? Doesn't it's not fair to every gamer? Shouldn't that go out to everybody? But I, I feel like if I were to ask that question to these to these PlayStation owners, they'd say, "Yeah, it does suck," but I don't mind because I'm already on PlayStation. You know, it's like, yeah, it's. It, yeah, it does suck, but it doesn't suck for me. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, we uh, – I, I hate to use this as an example, but, you know, when, when I was younger, I wouldn't finish my food. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking maybe two, three years old. My mom, my mom would say <laughs> – my mom would say something along the lines of, you're not finishing your food. You know, there's starving children in Africa. Yeah, well, I'm not starving. I mean, it sucks for them, but I, I'm good. I'm not hungry anymore. You know, I like it, it didn't affect me because it wasn't something that I could relate to. And that's the problem with PlayStation owners because they they can't relate to it. They don't know what, what it is necessarily to to be without a particular game. Yeah, they don't have Cuphead. They don't have Forza. They don't have um, Crackdown or Sea of Thieves. But it's a handful of games, right? And... It's not a, a big enough handful for them to say, okay, I see where you're talking about Mr. Xbox. I see why exclusivity on DLC or games all in general might not be a good move forward for the gaming industry. I'm I'm going to take a stand. I'm going or I'm going to I'm going to buy both and ha- have the have this on both. Because a, not a lot of people in my area in uh, the demographics have that kind of disposable income to have both. And b, not a lot, not enough of them care past the words coming out of their mouth. Oh, that sucks. That's it. That's as much as they care. Now, I would like to, because you were saying uh, PlayStation users don't see it, but I will. I will say there are a few that I do run into every now and then that do say, "Yeah, no, that is totally messed up." When we're talking about like six month, one year exclusivity, there are a few out there that do. Like they haven't been in that situation, but do actually like truly care. But for the most part, one, you are completely right of like, they haven't been in that situation. And then two, it's that situation of, yeah, but it's not me. Right. I mean, and you said it right there, that word, two words, a few, there's only a few. <laughs> That's it. We're, we're already a minority in this minority of gaming, you know? Um, we already have to combat against the quote-unquote master race of the PC, saying that their machines are better, they have more graphical output, they built it themselves instead of having some random company build it for them. They have a lot more pride in the red color or having their their wall-mounted PC or table-built PC. Those are cool. Those are awesome. Go check them out on the internet. Go look it up. Wall-mounted PC. I kind of want to. I kind of want to do one of those things, but. <laughs> 
but you know we already have to deal with the, that those individuals that will laugh when I say, "Oh, I can't play that game." Like, "Oh, it's been on Steam for years." I'm like, "Oh, my bad. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a console gamer, and I enjoy my console." And they're like, "Yeah, well, your console can't do this, that, and the other thing." I know it can't, and I'm totally fine with that. What's well, the difference in PC is you have two different kinds of PC users. You have the PC users like me or you, where it's like I have console and I have PC and I love my PC and I was playing it last night. I was playing the uh, Star Wars Battlefront beta. That was a blast getting because uh, I've got my three monitors, right? Right. So I got to go inside a X-Wing and have the whole cockpit in view. Super awesome can't do that on a console but then again i don't have issues on console if i if something's going on where you know i can't connect to the wi-fi or something i unplug the console from the from power and then plug it back in and it's usually fixed whereas on computer you're probably gonna have to put forth a little more effort than that at least in my experience and then you've got the other kinds of pc users the PC master race users where it's, if you don't play on PC, you are a peasant, you are a lowly being and you should feel bad about that fact. Yeah, no, it reminds me of the early days of Android and iOS where if you were on Android (laughs) with the Android market with, you know, a thousand plus applications, but a good amount of them were crappy apps from Russia or porn apps then you were a joke. Like, you don't have the beautiful, pristine uh, piece of machinery designed here in Cupertino, California. But now, we're 10 years later, now not only is Android much more prevalent worldwide, it's not even an issue anymore. No one really, like, brings it up, like, like cares necessarily, like, oh, you don't have iMessage? Uh, oh, no big deal. I'll just text you, like a regular text or I'll, I'll message you over group me or or facebook or something like that like you know that took 10 years to get to a point where the the rivalry at least from the community and i'm here in silicon valley where it, it gets pretty heated but i i feel like it, it's no longer um a a, a topic of of news and it's nice, you know, because apps come out pretty much on the same time. There there are rare occasions like, um, what was that one, Super Mario Run that came out on iOS first. But that was great because when people were reviewing the game, the majority of reviewers said it's a terrible game and it pretty much costs you $7 for all the levels. So when it finally got to Android, we we're like, eh, you saved us the time and money. We're fine. Thank you very much. (laughs) And so maybe, maybe, and I know PC gaming obviously has been around for many, 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 many years over console gaming. Um, Ever since, you know, if we go back to like, you know, the ColecoVision and Atari and things like that, there there are PC gaming uh, with, you know, text-based games way before then. But maybe one day we'll get to a point. And I think Xbox is trying to, to, to blur that line with that their whole Xbox Play Anywhere program. But maybe we'll get to a point where it doesn't matter and, you know, we'll have cross-gaming. And maybe that's the answer, Quentin. Maybe having cross-platform gaming like they did for a few hours with Fortnite 
where everybody <laughs> where everybody plays with each other and it doesn't matter if you have if you have letters on your buttons or shapes and it's totally fine and even the Sony, the, even the people on PlayStation were like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then they got shut off. Like, oh, oh, well, too bad. You well, know? you know the whole story behind that, right? Do tell. Well, it so Fortnite, for those of you who don't know, Fortnite uh, was releasing a beta for their game, releasing a small trial in their game that allowed uh, for a new game mode or something to that effect. When you did that game mode on on the day it launched, uh, there was an accidental bug that allowed PlayStation and Xbox users to play together. After word after that uh, news started spreading, <laughs> PlayStation told them to shut it down or else. I mean, Phil Spencer himself. On Twitter was like, I would love to see that feature stay on, but they were told to shut it down immediately. And you got to think about that. Think about that for a second. Think about how easy it is to do cross-platform play if a bug allowed that to happen. An accidental feature allowed this to happen. If it's that easy, that that tells you something of these companies are putting specifically walls there to say, no, you don't play with those people. You stay with us. I mean, another example is Minecraft. I met someone who works very hand in hand with Minecraft and worked on the whole, uh, play better together update where it allowed PC, Xbox, Switch, and mobile users all to play with each other. Now, you notice there's one missing from that list, right? And supposedly what happened was is when they went to PlayStation and said, hey, we want to do cross-platform play with Minecraft, they wouldn't even hear them out. This wasn't like the uh, interview that was published of them talking about, you know, worrying about their player player worrying about their player base, worrying about their shareholders, worrying about the safety of children. This was just a flat out. No, this was, you want to do what? Sorry. Doors closed. It, it, it amazes me. Um, how, how, uh, how, how, when things like this happened, like an accident happened and it was, it was a little bit of code and it's it's funny because a, a human would have had to write that code. Whatever the code says, like, if you're on Xbox, you can play with PlayStation people and vice versa. You have to write that code. I don't know any other way else that it, that it can merge the databases. Well, think about it the other way around is there's there's not a code that says you play with Xbox people. There's a code that specifically says you don't play with PlayStation users. Yeah, and what and that's what I'm saying. Like they had to, they had to patch that. Like they, it took them more effort to patch it and block it than it did just to leave it in there. And yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to that interview where the Sony representative basically said that 
Xbox was a toxic wasteland of debauchery and terrible people. And to them, I say, have you seen YouTube (laughs) and Twitter (laughs) and uh, most notably Reddit and just looked at comments? Like, you guys need to get off your high horse. Like, these are people and they will... You know, they won't die for their console, but they will back up their console. And your, you know, Sony Sony fans are just as bad. So, you know, I I I don't see this being resolved by the end of today. I mean, I wish it would be it would be great if you know Phil Spencer and and all the guys from Sony and all the guys from Xbox were were listening right now, and you know Major Nelson, like, hey, listen to us. You guys need to shake hands, you know. Maybe you just need to do a Fight Club thing. Do a Fight Club thing because after Fight Club ends, you guys can be friends again and then you can make soap and blow up buildings together. Nope, don't do that. That you know, too soon. But you can you you can just enjoy each other's company and just make great games and it'll be good for the rest of the community. Tony, can I make a confession to you? Yes. I've never seen Fight Club. Okay, well, that's the end of this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> no, you know what? I I I am not. I I'm I'm not uh, exempt from not being not being able to understand certain cultural references. Um, Game of Thrones is a big one. I've never seen. Uh, I've only seen one episode of Game of Thrones, and um, I enjoyed it. But then I just never went back to it. And so a lot of my friends who have seen it are, they look at me like, how have you not seen this show? Like you were totally into dragons and knights and, and boobs and this and that and more boobs. Like, how have you, how have you not seen this, uh, a, a central soft core stuff that is awesome with blood and, and, and guts and killing and, and malice and betrayal and like I just I don't have HBO and I'd rather not download it illegally because <laughs> there's already a ton of episodes to download and they're they're like giving me workarounds with like Cody and Terrarium and stuff like I I know all the workarounds guys I just I don't have time right now um, I remember catching up with Breaking Bad on AMC like I was maybe three years after the hype had went down and then. I had finally finished all the seasons and I went to my friends like, oh, I finished Breaking Bad. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we stopped talking about that. We're on to this now. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I, I can't keep up. My, my, whole, my whole thing, though, is um, as, as altruistic as I would like this community to be. Because, you know, when we go to game uh, dev- uh, um, conferences you you and i we went to e3 there's a little bit of gaming at at ces there's a little bit of gaming at comic cons you talk to people real people and you know and and when when concerns come up there are enough real people that have similar concerns just like you said that you have a few playstation friends or colleagues or, or people that you've spoken with that said yeah this sucks I'm on PlayStation, but it sucks for people on Xbox, and I would like it not to suck so they can enjoy these new levels of these new stages and these new pieces of armor that I have and they can't get. I would like that to go away, but there's just not enough. There's not enough people out there. There's no one on the, on, on the front page of – or okay, there's no more like front pages anymore, really, 
Um, but there's no one on like Kotaku, like a or 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 The Verge or, or uh, Polygon, like a very prominent uh, journalist that is putting his or her foot down by saying we need to stop this. I think there's bigger issues right now in the gaming community. Uh, one of which is the male misogyny, uh, you know, against uh, female uh, gamers or game developers. I mean, the the whole Gamergate thing. I mean, that was terrible. I think we have to address those bigger issues uh, first, to be honest with you, because, uh, you know, the the whole gender spectrum is another big issue in this particular community that I think because they're part of the development process itself, it outweighs the outcome of who gets what at the end of the day. And so once we potentially figure that out, and we make it fair for everybody. We make it a non-hostile environment, whether you're the gamer, the streamer, or the person writing the game. Then we can get to the point where, okay, we're all, we're all good here. It's not a, a 100% perfect, but we're good. Now, what do we do with this map? Who do we give it to first? Do we give it to the person that gave us more money, uh, aka Microsoft or Sony or whatever? Or do we just release it like Respawn does with Titanfall and everybody's happy? I don't know. I don't know the business model. I don't know um, where this all pans out for everybody. Um, but I do know it's going to take years. Because uh, as as a community and as an industry, we're always evolving. And hopefully, just like you had said, hopefully there's a young buck that gets into the industry and makes a change for it. Just like someone like Elon Musk, who says, I'm going to colonize Mars, and this is how I'm doing it. And everybody effing believes him. Like, okay, yeah, you're Elon <laughs> Musk. Why would I not believe you? We need somebody like that in the gaming industry. And it, it, it maybe it's somebody with their own platform. You know? I don't know. Or it, maybe someone becomes the CEO of Activision, uh, or or Blizzard to that matter, and says, you know what, we're gonna stop doing this. We're we're gonna continue making exclusives on Windows because honestly, you can't play World of Warcraft on console. It's just just you just can't right now. Um, your keyboard and mouse support is slim to none. It's not there. But and absolutely necessary. <laughs> right, exactly. But when it comes to the console side of it, y'all get everything. Once we've done A-B testing and it's all good, y'all get everything. But I still don't, I don't, I don't see that happening for a long time. So until we get there, I don't have an answer. I, 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 think, you, I think you need to, uh, not you personally, but to whoever's listening, if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, hit us up on Twitter. Um, we'll give you our handles later. But... There's really not much that we can do right now. It's not like you can write to your senator. He or she's not going to care. <laughs> uh, but you can at least uh, get involved in the communities, you know, uh, through Reddit, AMAs, Twitter. Um, there's there's a few of us, but maybe a few of us can add up to to a Goliath of some magnitude, and maybe things can start shifting. At least some sort of voice. Yeah, exactly. You watch that show, The Voice? No, I like. I don't singing. watch a lot of shows. <laughs> I, 
I like singing. I like uh, I enjoy watching people sing on on YouTube and stuff like that. I don't I don't like these shows that make it a spectacle. Like I I only I only like you. I don't know. It's it's weird. I I think the voice has a very unique kind of uh, spin to it because they are going off of how they sound, not uh, not how they look, which is you know good. Or um, because there's there's a little bit too much of that. But I don't know. It's with reality TV and all that stuff. A lot of it's staged, you know. And and I don't know how much of them hitting that button to turn the chair around is really their the judge's own internal. I really like how you sound, or if it's okay. This person can make this company a lot of money. Um, Gwen Stefani, you're gonna turn your chair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that's a talk for another day. Um. Well, we've gone over an hour, even uh, even even with all of our breaks and me dealing with my <laughs> my dog here. But I think we've exhausted this topic. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we uh, let everybody go? Please, please, just don't have the attitude of PC Master Ace. Above all, that is the most annoying thing to talk to anyone about at all. It's <laughs> just going to leave you with those parting words. Awesome. Well, thanks, Quentin. It's always awesome to talk to you on this podcast. Um, for people who want to uh, speak to you about your thoughts or this or that, or even play with or against you, where would they do that? Uh, on Xbox at Firewall. And you can find that weird spelling in the description here on iTunes or Google Play or however you get your podcast from me. Uh, best way to follow me is on Twitter, Lazy Tech Tony, or you can uh, game with me on Xbox and just my last name, Hannity's. And we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Toodles. Bye, guys. <laughs>